The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki season two. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. You are listening to Absent Minded, brought to you by Habs Eyes on the Prize.com. Hello and welcome to the bottom six minutes. Game number 35, the Montreal Canadiens losing 4-1 to to the Tampa Bay Lightning at Amelie Arena in Tampa Bay on Wednesday night. My name is Jared Book. I am not Matt Drake. Matt is a little under the weather. So I am pinch hitting, getting the call up. Just call me the uh, Anthony Richard, or Justin Barron, I guess, of the bottom six minutes for this episode. A few things. I mean, look, I, I nobody wants to talk about this game. It, it was forgettable, probably regrettable, and and just felt just like the the last time they. They played Tampa Bay. Just felt a lot like like last year. And and some things are different. Uh but but this time I think you can clearly say that it's a time sensitive issue with the roster. This team is just not very good. And and the young players are not good enough to carry all of the dead weight that is on this roster. There are just too, every game, there are too many players who are just not noticeable. I remember uh, former Toronto Raptors coach Sam Mitchell was like, there's a bunch of guys who are zeros, zero, 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 zeros. And he's referring to their their box score. You know, no points, no rebounds, no assists. And and there's a lot of players on, on the Canadians that that are like that <laughs> right now. And, and I don't think that it's necessarily that they're just bad players. I just think that it's they don't fit in. And it's impossible for Martin Saint-Louis to find a combination that works. He's trying. He's trying a lot of different things. And it just is not working. And I don't think there's anything he can try that can work, to be quite honest. The The thing that is positive in a game like the one against Tampa Bay is that the young players look good. 
Caden Gooley scored the goal. Justin Barron looked really good in his first NHL game back. Fought Justin Harris. Looked good. Arbor Jackeye was probably the best player on the Canadiens' power play. Which is probably a problem in itself, but it's it's good for him. Cole Caulfield looked really good. Uri Slavkovsky had moments as well. And that's that's a good thing. Because that's the those are the players that are going to be here in two, three years. A lot of the other players are not going to be here in two, three years. A lot of these players may not be here in two, three months. <laughs> Some might not even be here in two, three weeks. And Ken Hughes has a has a problem because as much as some of these contracts are expiring, some of them are not. <laughs> and some of them are not expiring and they aren't really doing favors for their trade value. Will, will someone trade for Joel Edmondson? I have my doubts. Joel Edmondson in a trade, I'm not saying that he's part of the dead weight. Uh, you know, he's he's actually carrying a lot more than he should because of the the young defense, the, the rookie, you know, five rookies on defense. He's the only veteran. But in terms of in a trade, what he can bring back probably has more value to the long-term success of this organization than he brings. Because let's face it, he, he hasn't he hasn't played very well either. A lot of veterans haven't. Yeah, you know, we're at a we're at a point where it's like, well, will David Savard improve the defense again? Which was the opposite of what was happening when he was actually on the ice. And it's there's a lot of things to look at here in terms of what the next steps are. But I don't think you can expect much more from this team until they really get rid of some of the the, 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 weight, the dead weight. And Brendan Gallagher coming back will help. Sean Monaghan coming back will help. Michael Matheson coming back will help. Those are players who have provided substance when they're on the ice. They may not be part of the short or even medium to long-term future of this team, depending on, you know, Monaghan's an expiring contract at the end of the year. He could be traded. He can re-sign. He can sign somewhere else at the end of the year if they don't trade him. Brendan Gallagher is you know the the old man who's around all these these young guys and and is is a valuable part of this team on and off the ice Michael Matheson is much better than what he he has shown so far I think it's really tough for a player to come back from injury when everyone's already going 100 and you're working your way back from preseason and on top of that, he's been 
you know, lots of false starts in terms of re-injuries and other injuries and in and out of lineup. It's not, it's not easy, especially when the key part of your game is, is skating and, and you're dealing with lower body issues. Jake Allen was good. This game would have been a lot worse than 4-1 had it not been for Jake Allen. Made 34 saves in this one. Andre Vasilevsky was very good. Canadians probably could have had another goal or so. They probably should have, considering how many times he flubbed the puck behind his net. Almost looked like he was bored, or at least not worried about what would happen if he did anything. It had been almost three years since the Montreal Canadiens scored a goal in the regular season on Andre Vasilevsky in Tampa Bay. That last goal was scored by Jordan Wheel on the power play. Yeah, an actual power play goal by Jordan Wheel. Is it sad that I'm longing for Jordan Wheel on the Montreal Canadiens power play again? Because I think I might be. And there, there are some definite issues with this team. You know, the, the power play. You can question the the way the lineups are being made. Whether they're being put together in the right way. But this is all about learning. It, it's about learning. This, this Canadian team is going nowhere this season. You know, there was a little bit of hope about a month ago, month and a half ago. But, oh, this team is might be too good. Yeah, no, this team is not too good. With the loss today, they're 7th from the bottom in the NHL. The Florida Panthers are still 10th from the bottom. But the Canadians are dropping. They fell behind Ottawa. In terms of points percentage, they're tied in actual points. Nashville is way ahead in points percentage, despite having the same amount of points. That's just where the Montreal Canadiens are right now. I think this is the the best case. The, the, in terms of how high they'll get in the standings, I think bottom seven. This is this is their their top. I think there's a better chance that teams pass them from behind them right now than there is of them passing other teams ahead of them. Especially as we approach the trade deadline, things like that. But this team is going to have at least one top 10 pick. They might get two top 10 picks. They might get a top 5 pick. They might get a top 3 pick. Obviously, it depends on on the lottery, but... Two top 10 picks in this draft give you a lot of options. You can move up and get one of the big names. You know, there might be a team that needs more than one player. Or you can keep the picks and get two really good players. You know, obviously Connor Bedard is the name everyone's talking about, but there's a lot of very good players in this draft. And getting two of them in the top 10, even two in the top 15, 
if Florida turns it on, is uh, is a very positive thing to look forward to. But I think right now we just have to lo- temper our expectations. This is a team that has way too many players that don't fit in. And we can't really judge this team or expect more from this team until that happens. Until they get rid of some players. It won't be easy. They might have to trade some capital in order to to entice teams to, to take some of these contracts. But it needs to get done. And it will get done. It's why it's that's why it's a rebuild. You have Jonathan Jouin and Evgeny Dadanov, who are free agents at the end of the year. They aren't coming back. You have Mike Hoffman, who has a year left after this season. Same with Joel Edmondson. Sean Monahan is a free agent after this year. Then you have David Savard, who has two years left after this this year. Brendan Gallagher are four years left after this year. Josh Anderson with four years left after this year. Christian Dvorak and Yol Armia have two years left after this year. I, I don't think that the Canadians will wait until 2025-2026 to expect to contend. But they might. They might have to. Depending on how the cap goes and depending how they're able to maneuver some of the contracts that they have. It will be interesting to see what happens. I do think that some of the players might have more trade value than we think they do. You know, we're, look, that Florida pick came because of Ben Sherratt. I don't think Joel Edmondson has as much trade value. But if the Canadians, say, retain half of his 3.5 million cap hit, would you take a veteran defenseman for $1.75 million? There might be a lot of contenders that will be interested in that. There are ways to maneuver around, collect assets. And yes, clear up some room. This game wasn't good. <laughs> I think that's that's stating the obvious at this point. But at the same time, we're only 35 games in. The Florida Panthers are up next on Thursday in a game that's, uh, I guess, kind of awkward, <laughs> where you, you hope that it doesn't become a three-point game with the Canadians holding both first-round picks. 
It's kind of uh, entering uh, tank season a little bit early. But it will be interesting to see how the Canadians respond. The The Florida trip is not usually easy. They're coming back from the Christmas break. The first game back is always hard, especially for teams on the road. And they play a Florida team that's going to have a lot, something to prove. Coached by Paul Maurice and his assistant coach, Sylvain Lefebvre, who, of course, uh, coached the Canadians farm team for several years. I don't think there's anybody actually on the roster that he coached. It's a uh, a familiar face for people who covered that team. And I believe it's also the, the first time they'll be facing the Panthers since that game to end last season, which was one of the, probably one of the best moments of the year at the Bell Center. And uh, it'll be interesting. Thank you for listening. I I know I'm not Matt. I didn't fire anybody, although I I did consider just talking about the power play for 15 minutes. Alex Burrows is spared this time. But I'm watching you, Alex. My name is Jared Book. Thank you for listening. And... uh, Hopefully Matt feels better and he'll be back after the Panthers game. Thank you for listening.